Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. I'm your host, Cade Walker. And uh, so we're going to go over just some events that have happened uh, just after the Nolan Arnauto trade, uh, the full terms of the deal, uh, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're aware of them. Um, I'll go over them just briefly to uh, just give it a little little brief synopsis. Uh, I'll also be discussing the events of the uh, the press conference that happened after um, the Nolan Arnauto trade. A couple of things that were said there uh, and what that means moving forward for um, the rest of the roster, namely Trevor Story. Um, and then uh, maybe I'll, uh, if I have time, I'll definitely uh, like to discuss the, the acquisition of Greg Bird, um, which, I mean isn't necessarily a huge deal, but it's definitely something that I, I, I am a fan of. Um, I won't go into the individual breakdowns of the prospects uh, that the Rockies received in the Nolan Arnauto trade. I will do that next episode, but uh, I, I will just give a brief rundown of the trade uh, from a more macro point of view. So in the deal, the Colorado Rockies sent... Nolan Arnato and a conditional $50 million of cash to the St. Louis Cardinals. And they acquired infielder Mateo Gill, left-handed pitcher Austin Gomber, uh, Tony Losey, right-handed pitcher, uh, infield prospect Elahiris Montero, and right-handed pitcher Jake Summers. So, um, I mean, none of these names are really anything to get terribly excited about um gomber is uh, he's not bad uh he's he'll probably fit in the back of the rotation or place jeff hoffman's spot as a spot starter uh actually i mean he'll probably slot into that that fifth spot uh with marquez gray freeland and senzatella running out the top four gomber will probably grab that fifth starter spot in the rotation rounding out the starting rotation which all things considered it's not a horrible starting rotation. Uh, I'll talk about the quality of the overall roster closer to the season, but I mean, looking at uh, looking at it, I mean that's uh, you know, a couple average pitchers, a couple above average pitchers. Uh, I don't necessarily see a ton of upside, but all things considered, the Rockies could definitely do worse in terms of their starting rotation. It's not going to be a team that's going to compete at all, but they're not going to be just. Uh, slammed out of the gate every time. Uh, in terms of the prospects, again, I'll break it down, but I mean, Mateo Gill, Elias Montero, those are both third basemen. Uh, maybe, you know, the Rockies are trying to, uh, you know, take a look down the road at the future of the third base position for the Colorado Rockies. But I mean, <laughs> just looking at the organization right now, they're so log jammed at third base. I mean, right now on the major league roster, they have Ryan McMahon who can play third base and Josh Fuentes uh, who can play third base. Theoretically, one of those two could play first. One of those two could play um, second. But I mean, if you're going to get Brendan Rogers playing time at second and you're not going to trade Trevor story, um, you're going to have to play one of those uh, players at third base, probably McMahon considering how, excellent of a defensive first baseman josh fuentes is uh, led the entire mlb in defensive run saved at first base last season 
So, I mean, looking into next season, I would probably slot McMahon in as the starting third baseman. Uh, but also, just in the Rockies, uh, just in the Rockies prospect list, the Rockies have Ryan Valade, Colton Welker, and Aaron Shunk, and those are just in their top, their top ten. Uh, Valade and Welker should be ready for the major leagues fairly soon. But I mean, both of them are third basemen. Uh, Aaron Shunk isn't far behind. I mean, tossing in Mateo Gill and. Um, and Elahiris Montero as third base prospects. I mean, it's just you know creating a further log jam uh, at that position. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the plan is moving forward. Maybe I mean deal these guys away. It, it's just you know it, it feels like a backwards move when the Rockies are they okay. I'll, I'll talk about the the press conference comments, but but it looks like the Rockies are trying to acquire young talent. And it seems backwards to trade away prospects for prospects or young talent. I mean, you can do that theoretically. I mean, it's just when you're stockpiling assets, it's just it was just odd uh, that they decided to stockpile at the position where they had their star player, and then when they traded their star player, they added two more at um, his same position. So, uh, all things considered, just you know, looking at the prospect list. Uh, and just the return, I I just don't see the upside in the return. When I mean the two best players in the trade arguably were Mateo Gill and Eli Harris Montero, and I mean neither of them I don't think are going to be surpassing say Colton Welker or Ryan Valade um, as prospects. I mean maybe if those two don't turn out, but again that's worst case scenario for those guys. So I mean I, t- there's just no no upside here, uh, at least in those positions. I mean. Theoretically, you could flip them, but that seems counterproductive, kind of a waste of time, uh, unless you want to bump these guys up and trade the existing players that the Rockies have in the organization. I don't know. It's just it's just confusing. Not sure exactly why they uh, got these guys and not, say, someone like uh, Nolan Gorman, who would have been nice because he would have been the best third baseman prospect in the organization. Uh, someone like Matthew Libertore, which probably would have been very tough to acquire, um, considering. But, I mean, you trade away one of the best players in baseball, you should probably get someone like a Matthew Libertore. Uh, you know, and immediately when I heard the reporting that the Rockies were sending cash considerations to the St. Louis Cardinals to sort of cover Nolan's salary, I assumed they had to do that in order to receive a decent prospect uh, return, but uh, it, it seemed to be kind of a worst case scenario because the Rockies sent they sent cash and they didn't receive top level prospects. They didn't receive a, a single top one hundred prospect in baseball. Um, so, in, in essence, this entire trade acts as a, it acts as a salary dump. You're dumping Nolan Arnato, not really receiving anything in return. And, I mean, you know, sending out cash to cover the salary that you sent out. Um, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense from, like, an acquisition point of view. And uh, now, now, you know, I'll move into a couple of the comments from the press conference. Uh, the one that I'm going to refer to first is where Jeff Breidich says that this team is competitive still, very talented, 
and has only underperformed the last couple of seasons. Uh, so by trading away the best player on your team and not receiving anyone that's going to help the team immediately, except arguably Austin Gomber, and he's not going to put up more than, say, one win above replacement this season. By trading away your best player, not receiving anything, trying to keep the team competitive is uh, not very not very smart, in my opinion. Kind of a backwards way to team building. And, I mean, speaking of team building, uh, I'll bring up a very, very simple example. I played NBA 2K. Um, and when you're, you know, building your team, running your team as a GM, you have you have a couple of options, you know, to tell the other teams in the league what, what position you're in. Uh, as a team, you could say you're contending, um, willing to trade, you know, young players, prospects, draft picks for, uh, for for veterans and good players. You could say you're buying, which is like you're not yet contending, but you're getting there. You could say you're selling, which means you're starting a rebuild process, sort of. Um, and then the the fourth option is a is a complete rebuild. So uh, just you know just you know, breaking it down into these four categories. Uh, it does not appear that the Colorado Rockies have picked a direction. Uh, I, I've talked about direction before, but the press conference made it worse, uh, I think. So I thought, and anyone with an ounce of common sense thought that trading away Nolan Arenado would signal a rebuild. Because, you know, you have a team. The team is not good. Um, the team has not been good. And the fall-off from the top two players in wins above replacement, namely Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado, has been negative wins above replacement. So in essence, without Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story, the Colorado Rockies are a triple-A team. Uh, that's oversimplifying it a little bit because they're still above average players on the roster, but I mean, they're canceled out. So they're, they're a replacement level team, essentially. So all things considered, trading away Nolan Arnato should signal a rebuild, right? No, Jeff Breidich says the Colorado Rockies are not rebuilding. And I, as I said, they're very talented and can still compete. Um, it boggles my mind, considering that the Rockies have not come close to the playoffs each of the past two seasons, and they just lost their best player. You know, looking at the rest of the division, the context of the Padres acquiring Blake Snell, Yu Darvish stockpiling talent, the Dodgers just signed Trevor Bauer, uh, in what reality? Are the Rockies going to be competitive with those two rosters? That's not even looking at the rest of the National League. I'm just looking at the teams within the division, and I do not see a way that the Rockies can compete. Actually, baseball prospectus uh, projections came out, and I believe the Rockies are projected to lose 102 baseball games this year. Now, baseball prospectus is excellent. Their predictions have been... Uh, very very solid especially for a you know a publicly available site for for metrics and all that i think they do a very good job they're very advanced um 
actually, I mean, baseball prospectus. The, the Colorado Rockies would be a better baseball team if they used data from baseball prospectus instead of whatever they'd use, or if they based their decisions off of off of information from a publicly available site than whatever they do in their analytics department. Um, not necessarily to speak ill of the analytics department itself, but how it's utilized. Uh, it, it would just be better if the front office trusted a publicly available metric source if um, you know that was in the cards for them. Uh, anyways, so you know, looking at this, the Rockies aren't committing to a rebuild. Uh, they're not they aren't looking to trade Trevor Story, which makes zero sense to me because they're going to. They're going to trade Trevor Story. It's going to happen. I'm calling you right now. I, I would put money on this if I was if I was a betting man. Um, the Rockies are going to have to trade Trevor Story because what's going to happen is they're going to approach the the trade deadline. They're going to be I don't know ten twelve games under five hundred. Trevor Story's a free agent. They're going to be like oh shoot have to trade him. It's the trade deadline. Got to get something for him. Every single day, every single week, every month that passes, the Rockies are losing value on Trevor Story because he's not going to be worth anything to the Colorado this year. He's incredible. He he's he might be in the MVP conversation if he was on a different team, but he's doing nothing for Colorado. He's going to put up empty stats on a bad team. Send him to. A team like, say, I don't know, the Reds, who might, you know, make a run for the playoffs, actually. Uh, send them to a team like, I don't know, the Yankees, who might make a championship run. And, and you know, you can get good prospects for, for Trevor Story. The Mets just got a fairly decent haul for Lindor, who's basically, you know, as a consensus, you know, the, the shredder, says that Trevor Story is a better shortstop. Most of the MLB Network guys say that Trevor Story is the top shortstop of the game. You know, the return for Lindor was fairly large. You could probably get that same package for uh, for Trevor Story. You know, get a couple of top 100 prospects and a decent player in return. I think you could do that. That's very possible. I think the Rockies can do that. That is a, a large possibility. But if they wait till the trade deadline, value's not going to be nearly as much. So... They just need to trade him right now. They need to commit to the rebuild. Understand that this team is going to... It, they're going to be closer to losing 100 games than they are going to be winning 90 games. 80 games. Uh, um, especially with the strength of the, of the division. Rockies are going to have to play the Dodgers and Padres uh, dozens of times. Just It's... Uh, it's going to be really difficult to, I mean, even win at all this year. With a full 162-game schedule, no DH, normal normal season for the most part. I mean, no fans, uh, depending. But, I mean, the Rockies just can't commit to a direction. The front office, the ownership, they just can't. They haven't been able to do it. Uh, and, you know, the front office is incompetent and we know this the ownership is incompetent in running a baseball team and it's observable it's uh, i'm not saying this to bash on these two as people um i could but i'm not i'm 
you know, speaking about their quality as members of an organization or owners of an organization who are running a baseball team. I mean, Jeff Bright has destroyed the relationship that he had with Nolan Arnato. And then he went on a, a rant during the press conference about you know, the human experience. Uh, and he rightly received plenty of bashing over social media for that. You know, and, and looking at some of the other things that he says, um, specifically Dick Montfort, uh, Woody Page down at the, uh, the Springs Gazette asked Dick Montfort, have you ever considered firing Dick, uh, Jeff Breidich? And Dick Montford said no. So, I mean, De- Jeff Breidich has one of the greatest job securities in the world. He's done such a terrible job as the general manager, just objectively in terms of dollars per war. Absolutely terrible. And the owner hasn't even considered firing him. Um, the owner actually has less job security for himself because Woody Page's follow-up question was, have you ever considered firing yourself? And Dick Mumford said, yes, he has considered firing himself. Um, what that would look like practically would be to have Dick step away from baseball operations and for him to you know, put in and install a president, which I think he answered to that question that he has not considered bringing in a president. Uh, which is not good news. So, I mean, the Rockies, the ownership, the front office, they have no direction moving forward. Uh, but, I mean, expect Trevor Story to be gone by the trade deadline, but not sooner. I, I mean, it's it's a dumb decision for him to be dealt at the deadline, but um, he should be traded now. It's just, it's just how it has to go. Love watching Trevor Story in Colorado Rockies uniform. I'm going to be devastated when he leaves. Because, you know, I've been watching Nolan Arnato the past several years. been watching Trevor Story the past several years. Best left side of the infield in baseball for a couple years. Uh, it's been a joy to watch these two perform offensively and defensively. Both of them are incredible, incredible baseball players. And one of them's gone, and one of them is halfway out the door. Uh, even though the front office has said that they aren't looking to trade Trevor Story, they also said they weren't looking to trade Nolan Arnauto. Um, they <laughs> Nolan Arnauto asked out of Colorado nine months after signing an extension. That's how badly the relationship was ruined, and that's how quickly it was ruined. Uh, so, I mean, just you know, speaking on the deal itself, the press conference, the things that were said, uh, the press conference was entirely bizarre. Uh, left us with more questions than answers just moving forward and uh the rockies are are not in a better place now but you know in the post nolan arenado era uh the colorado rockies are going to need to find some direction maybe they're going to do that by adding uh, depth to their their farm system which is uh, sort of weak it's considered to be a weak uh farm system maybe the depth that was added bump their ranks up a little bit maybe the uh the depth that will be added in the trevor story trade whenever that happens uh whether it be now or by the deadline maybe that helps the prospect uh the rankings helps them move up a little bit there uh, but you know don't hold your breath 
So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and we'll see how much longer Trevor's story is a color of a Rocky. Um, but just, just one thing uh, I would like Rocky's fans to consider. I think Rocky's fans have already considered this, but just just some food for thought here. Your Trevor story, you see how how badly the Rockies have treated Nolan Arenado, or not not necessarily treated, but handled the situation, uh, especially specifically this this regime, Jeff Breidich. You see the previous star shortstop um, and how that relationship quickly dwindled, and you ask yourself, hey man, do I really want to stay in Colorado? I mean, would you? I mean, if you were Trevor Story, would you do that? You see your star player plays 30 feet from you to the right. That's really like, I don't know, 45, 50. Plays a few feet from you to the right. See him sign an extension immediately. Have to ask for uh, a trade because the Rockies refused to put a competitive team on the field. I mean, and you're at the peak of your career. Trevor Story is at the peak of his career. He's at, he's in his prime, and he has zero reason to resign with Colorado. So, for Trevor's sake, for the Rockies' sake, it is the best move financially, uh, just in terms of product and in terms of moving forward, just down the road. It's the best option for the Rockies to him you know when you're a gm something uh just i i like to think about um because you know if you work in a front office you you want to have the longest view in the room trading story is a manifestation of having the longest view in the room or at least a long view or a longer view than say jeff bradich or dick mumford if dick mumford wants to sell tickets for this season whether that happens or not, whether fans are able to come into the stadium or not at any point in time. I mean, yeah, story, stick him around. Fans will pay to see him because he's a stud. But if you want fans to come next year, if you want fans to come the year after that, if you want fans to come the year after that for the next decade, got to put a competitive team on the field. Can't do that once Trevor Story walks this offseason. Uh, all that considered, thank you for tuning into this episode of 20th and Blake. Tune into the next episode if you want to hear the breakdown of the uh, the trade pieces that the Rockies acquired in this Nolan Arenado deal. And follow me on Twitter at KC Walker. Uh, and uh, you know, shoot me a message, tweet at me if you have any questions, want to ask on the show. Thank you so much for tuning into the 20th and Blake podcast, and I'll talk to you next time.